Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the three phases of money in your life. And the phases that we had discussed up until this point was we spoke about accumulation uh, and how to accumulate more over your lifetime, what you can do to you know increase accumulation. We spoke about distribution, and we also spoke about legacy. Out of our previous shows, we had a few questions that have come up to us on different topics. So the questions that we were answering last week were really around the accumulation side. The questions that we're going to be dealing with this week, which was the result of those shows, really gets into what we refer to as the distribution side and the legacy side. So with that in mind, I'd like to go to the first question that we have, which is the question that we have from one of our listeners is, you know, what assets should I typically take first when I retire? And what they're asking basically is, you know, if I have money in a retirement account, I have money uh, in the bank, I have money also perhaps in some other investment vehicles, what should I take first? What makes the most sense? So, In answering that question and what I'm gathering that they're trying to find out from me, here's what I would suggest. Uh, The first thing is, is in the first year of retirement, it depends upon the time of year that you retire. And when I say the time of year, if I retire in January, I probably have very little earned income that year, which means that my income for the year will typically be on the lower side. And if I have lower income at the point I retire, then taking Retirement assets, which are subject to ordinary income, that may make the most sense to do first. If on the other side of that is I retire perhaps mid-year, so let's say I retired in June, if I have high earnings from January to June in the first year of retirement, perhaps the best thing to do would look at assets that are more tax-favored. When I say tax-favored, it could be assets that are tax-free, Uh, assets that are after-tax already, meaning that they're sitting in a savings account or a checking account. And for the first year of retirement, those assets might be the most accessible and make the most sense to utilize because if I go and I do the retirement asset first, which is let's say I have a 401k, I've got a profit sharing or pension distribution that I've received, when I take those assets, they're going to be totally subject to ordinary income tax. So if my income was $100,000 in the course of my first year that I'm about to retire or that I retire in, anything that I take from my retirement accounts will have more additional taxable income that year. And it could potentially put me to a higher bracket. It may subject those funds to higher taxes. So my suggestion is, is in the first year of retirement, I would work very closely with your accountant to determine what are your year-to-date earnings at the point that you retire, and then based upon what assets you have, what should I take out first? And again, here's just a couple of rules of thumb. If I'm in a high tax bracket, I have high income in the first year of retirement or even going forward into retirement, the rule of thumb is the following. First, take tax-free assets. Second, take assets out that are subject to capital gains because you get a tax break on that. And then I would take the deferred assets. Deferred assets are typically, again, 401k, IRA, um, annuities, things of that nature. I take those last. Now, if I'm the opposite of that, and let's say that at the point of retirement, 
I have low income. Uh, perhaps my only income that I have is Social Security. If that were the case, my income then is going to be low. I'm going to be in a low tax bracket. Then I'm going to do it actually the opposite. So what I'm going to do during retirement, so as we talk about this question in distribution, the first asset that I would access during retirement then would be the deferred assets. I'll start taking money out of IRAs, 401ks, those assets during retirement could, could be annuities perhaps. Um, then I would go to capital gains assets, and then I'd go to tax-free, like the Roth IRA would be last because that's a tax-free asset. You should work, again, closely with your accountants to determine what's the right combination for you or with your financial advisor that should be able to walk you through you know, what your income is for that year. So that, that would be as far as on distribution, as far as what point do you take what asset. Let's go to the next question that we have. At what point does an annuity make the most sense to distribute? So annuities, generally speaking, the best time to take those out, are, and when I say take them out, to distribute them is going to be the older you are. The reason why I say the older you are is that annuities, generally speaking, are based on your age meaning that they look at your mortality. They say, you know what, if you're 65 and we expect that you're going to be here for another 20 years, when they calculate how much they're going to pay you per month, you've got a 20-year time frame. If I take out that same annuity distribution and I'm 75 years old, now I've got 10 years of distribution versus 20, my payment, my distribution is going to be substantially higher Likewise, 85 and you know, as we go forward. So what I tell you is, generally speaking, annuities are best distributed the older you are. Now, on the marketplace, what's occurred over the last several years, we've been getting inundated with a lot of annuity products that are coming out. In fact, there was an uh, article last week's Wall Street Journal, and one of the topics or the highlight of that was that they were changing the annuities, uh, meaning that the distribution rate was going to be lower, uh, fees are going up on them. And the reason why that's occurring is really a couple of things. Number one is people are living longer. So insurance companies, which are the primary you know, manufacturers of annuities, they're going to have to pay for longer periods of time. The second thing, which is very important, is that interest rates being as low as they are to guarantee payments to you for a long period of time for the rest of your life they're having to reduce the amount of guarantees that they're able to put into their products. So generally speaking, is if you have some of these annuity products that have these income options for life, you really need to understand what you own. Some of them are excellent. Um, they will provide guaranteed income for life. There is some protection of you know asset. You have the upside potential with some of them you know, as far as if the market does well. But what I would tell you is make sure that you understand these products with regard to a couple of terms which are key because there's some confusion. So when we talk about these annuities, there's a difference between a rate of return and a distribution rate. Rate of return is what it actually earned. The distribution rate is how they're distributing money to you in the annuity. So I always hear, you know, when a client will come in or I'll have someone who will raise a question and they'll say, Frank, you know, I'm looking at this annuity, and the gentleman who showed it to me said that, you know, I'm going to get 7% a year. Well, the 7% a year isn't what they earned on it. It's the distribution rate. And sometimes that distribution rate or oftentimes the distribution rate is a combination of your interest 
and your principal. So you just need to know what it is. A couple of other things as it relates to annuities because seniors hear these all the time. The more guarantees that you put in the annuity, the lower the payment's going to be. So as an example, when people are assessing annuities, um, if they want to have guaranteed payments for their life and a spouse's life, so for two lives, it'll reduce the amount of distribution often, or it'll raise the, the cost of the annuity as far as what the internal costs are. The second side of that is if I want to guarantee the principal to my family or my children or protect it, there's also a cost associated with that. That cost is somehow you know, equated to a, a rate of return or distribution rate. I'm going to get less. So just understand what you have. Annuities are wonderful products. They're excellent for distribution. You just have to know what you're looking at. And again, to summarize the annuity, um, generally speaking, later for distribution is usually better. It provides a higher payment. But the idea, too, is we're talking about distribution. You want to have a great quality of life. The next question that I have is, Frank, does a reverse mortgage make sense for me to consider during retirement? Reverse mortgages are very similar to annuities. The older you are, the higher the payment. It's typically one of the later assets that you may utilize over your lifetime. And when I say it's a later asset that you might utilize over your lifetime, generally speaking, it's age 75, age 80 is when someone might consider this. So if you need more income during retirement, a reverse mortgage is a way that you're doing that annuity payment on your home. We've done shows in the past on these. So I would tell you, make sure that when you look at that type of a uh, product, that strategy of a reverse mortgage, you really need to get some advice from people that know this very well, because you know, there's some people they think I'll lose the house, and that's not necessarily so. What really happens is, is it's a lien against the house. You still maintain control of the house, but there are rules that go along with the reverse mortgage, which are important for you to be aware of. The next thing I'd like to just address as we wrap up the distribution side of this is that distribution really comes down to this, which is st- phase one. What we want to do, if possible, you'd like to live off your interests. Phase two is if you can't live off of interest alone, then what you want to do is you want to utilize principal and interest in the most efficient manner that you can. And then phase three is utilizing other assets if if necessary. So that's how you should look at distribution. As we talk a little bit about legacy, just a couple of things here. Number one is the distribution of your assets are going to really indicate what legacy value is left. In order to protect legacy, I suggest a couple of things. Number one is if you have assets to protect during retirement, you should have some form of long-term care insurance. You're going to be in one of three spots. If you have no assets and you're just retired on Social Security, long-term care is probably going to be cost prohibitive, and you really don't have the assets to protect. On the other side of that, if you're very wealthy, the long-term care is a business decision or financial decision. I recommend it. But if you're that middle of the road, which is it's a husband and a wife and you're trying to protect assets, by all means, I tell you to look at it. Life insurance, also to summarize this legacy side, some people look at retirement, they go, oh, I think I'll cancel out my life insurance. What I always say is, you know what, it's easier to utilize your assets over your lifetime and spend those down and utilize insurance to replace the value of what you're doing. And then the final part of this legacy, as we're talking about this, is is that 
Your wills and documents need to be updated periodically and keep everything up to date. So as we wrap up our show, here's what I'd like you to remember. People remember you for what you give, not for what you take. Remember, God owns it all. You're just utilizing it. So be a good steward of everything that you do. You've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. If you have questions, you can write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, 08736. Or you can email us at info at com. Thank you and have a blessed week.